0: Hey, what's up everyone, it's Latif and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast and this is episode 124. Hoping you guys are doing well. I am outside. You could probably hear the wind. It's actually a kind of nice and breezy day. It's a it's warm breeze, but there's, I love to see when the trees are kind of like blowing around. I, I can't really move much. It looks like I'm going to have to stay here. I'm on the hood of the car right now, leaning over, kind of blocking some of the wind. Um... I hope, hope hope this sounds good <laughs> uh, yesterday I was inside the car I mentioned that to you because the people across the street decide to hang out um, I can't tell the outside now like sometimes they hang out um, in the dark in the corner there and it uh, cool people man They're right across the street you know they you never see them outside but uh once in a while people come outside the only thing is uh I, uh, I like to do shit a little private I mean I'm not a hundred percent like you know on the deal with this you know i let people if they come by they're walking by and i'll wave to them sometimes i'm you know they'll watch i'll see people drive by and they'll wave and um and then keep going i'm just but they think i'm on the phone so i gotta stop funny <laughs> anyway um how you guys like that tiktok today huh the one with uh uh my uh 2021 auditioning uh for the new law entertainment roster uh yeah i had fun doing that when i saw that one man uh, i saw this dude do it and i just couldn't stop laughing i was cracking up i was like and those are the ones that are sweet man when they're just simple real straight and just kind of get into the groove and yeah it's all about the timing though you want to make sure the timing and the and the the, um perspective of the size of uh, the images so if you see the size that i look and her, it has to look as real as possible. That's what it makes it look... Some people do it, they're too close. And it just looks it looks silly, you know? So, um, that's what what takes the time. And then make sure you light it the right way, you know? Uh, I mean, it's obvious. it's not in the same room. You're not going to be able to do that. Uh, maybe TikTok will come up with a, a feature that will blank out the background. So, it does look like you're in the same room. That would be kind of dope, actually. Uh, but they have not done that yet. So... Um, so we got to deal with what we got um what else what else so um I mean business-wise still the same man like I don't know what's gonna happen Uh, this is crazy yeah, I did put in for the stimulus Shit, everybody else is putting it. I put in for the stimulus I filed for the unemployment I did all that Same shit everybody else is doing um, It's a little different for me, man Because I'm self-employed I've been self-employed for many years And then it's um, I'm good I could probably sustain us for a while But, you know uh, I, I, I'd rather not I don't know how long this shit's going to last So I don't want to wait And then be caught, you know empty you know so that's what's worrying me right now Um, but I've never well actually no I'm wrong I did file for unemployment when I left uh, um, Metropolitan Records Um, I have filed Uh, we kind of bumped heads me and the owner at that time because technically I felt like I got the squeeze Um, it was during the time that my mom was sick and she passed away and my head wasn't there And I just could not, um, I just couldn't focus. I couldn't even get into work. And I remember for the first week or two weeks, I think it was the first week, uh, there was, there wasn't a problem. They, they pretty much left me alone. And, um, uh, I think I even had a check that they sent me or something. I forgot what the case was. Um, but then I started kind of getting like, um, I started getting calls like, Hey, um, You know when you might be coming back And they didn't realize man That you know forget about being my mom I was the baby of of the kids You know as far as the ones with my mom And you know it was A lot of people lost their mom I'm nothing special I'm not saying That I felt something special That other people that lost their mom didn't feel No I felt the same But I'm talking about me at this point And um And I kind of took that personal And maybe I shouldn't have Maybe it was Maybe it was time for me to to get back to work. I just couldn't, man. I couldn't. And then um, it was like right after that um, that I got with Angel. So and then at the same time, also had a baby. Uh, my daughter was Erica was only four months old when my mom passed away. And then the relationship I had with her mom was like had been it's been a shamble since day one. So that doesn't like I don't even talk about it because it's almost like. It didn't exist, so it's weird. But anyway, um, so a lot was happening to me during that time and my my career, my job was being jeopardized. But at the same time, I was kind of losing my interest for the job. You see, I didn't join Metropolitan because I wanted to work for Metropolitan Records. I always, for as far back as I can remember, wanted to work for a record company. I actually applied for several. I remember one of the last ones I did was Cutting. Um, I applied for a job there. Well, I didn't even apply. I just asked if they were hiring, and they didn't. They should have, man. They would have done well. Because Metro Parts did pretty good uh, when I worked for them. They, they did well. I know I, uh, I did a lot of revamping for for the company. I know that for a fact. So, um, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, if you guys ever get a chance, pick up the... You can get it on, um, on Amazon's uh Stylin' Free, which was my label. Styling Free presents... The Ladies of Freestyle, Volumes One, Two, and Three. So I produced those three compilations, not the the individual songs, but I found the DJs, and I found the, I came up with the design, and I did all the marketing. It became a staple, it became a very well requested uh, three part compilation. All the marketing was me, and it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, what Metropolitan did, it was it really gave me a hands on. It kind of scratched that itch I had. For being in a label It it showed me what I was doing There's the beauty of working for an independent And and this is the advice I give anyone If you ever have And not everybody's going to go for this Because it doesn't apply to everyone Okay, but those who it does apply to If you have an opportunity Of working With a major Company Regardless of what the industry is Or an independent And you really, really want to get your feet wet. You really, really, really want to understand the ins and outs of that industry or that business. Work for an independent. Because what happens is you have to wear more hats. Therefore, you're trained and you learn a hell of a lot more. You work for a major, they're going to put you in your department and you don't budge from that. That's where you stay. And a lot of majors, let's say for record companies, you start in the mailroom. That's where you start. And, um... Share Metropolitan. I did the mailroom too, <laughs> but I did it all together. You see what I'm saying? So with Metropolitan, I okay. So Metropolitan, for a lot of you guys, for a lot of you guys who know, had the pressing plant underneath. So we also pressed records, and those records were pressed. had been that's the plant. It's called Sun Plastics. had been there since I think the, since the 40s, like 1945 or something. And it was owned by. um the owner of metropolitan record jerry it was owned by his grandfather that's who who started it and who ran it um i don't know if his father because i never met his father i don't know if his father ever ran it i believe he did um but something tells me that that wasn't where The passion was, the passion went from the grandfather to the grandson. This is what I saw. Now, I could be totally wrong, but I don't don't know. Um, Because the grandfather was the one I heard the most about, not the father. Um, And then the mother, you know, Jerry's mom worked there as well, and his sister. So it was basically a family business on Metropolitan with the office. Uh, But then they had um, an entire staff of workers. They had people who packaged the records, people who shipped them, people who... um, uh, did all the scrapping because what they would do is recycle the vinyl so they would, they had someone who would do that um, and they would you know, it turns it into these little beads and they would do it that way but um but as working there i not only worked at metropolitan records upstairs i also handled a lot of stuff in the plant downstairs so everything from shipping records out uh to taking orders from uh some of the the people that came in sometimes i would have to stay late and receive a payment uh that happened a few times where i would have to stay and was so crazy because we pressed a lot of hip-hop records we pressed a lot of vinyl for it, oh, you know. And I remember I used to have to stay there, I was like the last one there, and I used to stay there to collect cash. So it was crazy, you know. Um, so they used to, um, I used to be there, I'd be working, and then the people used to come in late uh, to pick up their records, uh, excuse me, and, and pay the balance. So, and I never realized at that time that, you know, uh, that was kind of risky. <laughs> You know, I mean, but really, what were they gonna do? Not pay me? Hey, take the fucking records. I don't care, shit. <laughs> you know, what are they gonna do? You know, rob the place? There's really nothing to steal in there. You can't. The machines are, are worthless outside of that that building. You know, but um, but yeah. So no, no matter what industry uh, you might be interested in, uh, working for an independent will definitely teach you the ropes and uh um and then also running your own so i had styler free records which you know working that label forget it i did everything i i chose the songs i found the studio i picked the artwork i i wrote the copy i did the marketing i designed the posters i did the shipping i did the sales i you know i you know worked with the artists booked the shows i mean there was nothing that I, I didn't do. There was nothing that I didn't do with Style and Free. So Style and Free had so much value because of everything that was uh, that it required. And pretty much anybody you see who runs their own independent label now, nowadays, it's a little different because when I was doing it, we didn't have Facebook yet. I don't think even MySpace existed yet. We had like message boards from our websites. That was the extent. And I had a pretty uh, popular one. I don't remember if mine was under Stylin' Free or Law Entertainment. I think it was Stylin' Free. I don't remember. Um, but uh, or it might have been Law Entertainment. I don't even remember. I think it was Law Entertainment. Now, you know what? It was Law Entertainment because I remember the logo now. And we had a message board so people could go in there and chit chat. And communicate with each other. Um... So, you know, so back then When you were going to sell records You're selling, oh, you're selling even CDs So let's up it a little bit Because I never printed cassettes And I never printed vinyl Not directly, I worked with labels that did it That did it for me You know, when I, I did like When we had the the Tone a, We signed it to Susie's label And they pressed the vinyl on through Metropolitan the whole works but, um, but I printed CDs And I worked with a plant And what was so funny is that I didn't realize, I learned this later on, that the plant that I used to pr- to print up my CDs was the same plant that Metropolitan used. Now, a lot of people were do- using, like, disc makers. I don't know if you guys remember disc makers. They might still be out there. I don't know. And I remember getting their catalogs. I remember pricing them, though. But you see, they really weren't geared. They were, in, they were genius, I'll tell you that. But they weren't really geared as like um, like a pro- professional brand. You know what I'm saying? They were more like a consumer um, manufacturer. So what they did is they gave you a cool package. Let's say you were a singer, any singer, folk singer, whatever. Um, they will show you how to, they will put together a cool little package for you. You could do a small run of like, 50 to 100 units pieces or cds um you can have them different levels you can have them with the full jacket you can have them with just a sleeve you can have them with clear you can you can even buy them with no with just in a box with no no jacket or anything you know you just uh just a cd um and they were pretty genius um the way they did it um because they just filled uh you know anybody who had a dream of Having a record out you go to Disc makers and it cost you a couple hundred bucks and you did it however When you when you look at it, you know CD for CD I mean you got to sell it pretty expensive. You're not really gonna make much of a profit. So That wasn't the idea behind them now. They also had sales they had like all these other departments that they created this makers was Freaking genius man. They really they really were they were they had an award they had awards and everything man and I, I looked into them and I came real close and um, but when I then I started finding more of the professional brands the difference was the professional um, companies um, manufacturers is you had to buy them in bulk it was very hard you can, really couldn't do 50 or 100 I think the minimum might have been a thousand however if you did two thousand or three thousand you got a better price so per unit so and a better unit a better, better price per unit means more profit at the end if you want to keep the, the 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 price of the CD um uh so it's um it's compatible with any anybody else's cuz you don't want to put a you know if everybody's selling their CDs at that time for I don't know what the price was 9.99 you don't want to be the only one selling for 14.95 you know so you you have to be compatible and the only way you do that is by trying to get those CDs in as cheap as possible you know um but, uh, um, and there was a lot of people started buying, like, the printers that you could do them from home. I tried that shit. I bought it. I actually paid $3,000 for a unit. I think I got it from B&H, and I remember I had it set up here in North Carolina. I had it in my garage, and um, the humidity kept making because what happens is you could put them on a spool, and what it would do, it was kind of cool, it would, you would take um, a disc, and... You pop the disc in, I forgot how it was done, and um, you'll put the file inside the machine, and it will read the file, and it would write, it will burn the CD for you, and then it will take the CD and put it onto the other side of the machine. there's a small machine, maybe the size of a, a regular printer, a computer printer now, and it will put the disc on the other side, and it will do, now it will print the label and then it will take it from there and dump it into another one or it would, no it would stay there and it would just stack up there at, at, on a spool and then all you got to do it from there is take it from there and put it into the sleeve and put it into the, sh- the jewel case and so on so uh but it didn't work too well you know i used to wake up in the morning because you could run it overnight it took a while to make them so you usually want to do them at nighttime however you have to watch them because what will happen is they will stick together and then they would not run through the machine the right way and you wake up in the morning and you have 50 uh, CDs I think it did 50 or 100 CDs so it was pretty cool um, and uh, you would look down and you have all these CDs all over the floor some of them half printed like it just wasn't working now there was there was probably would have been ways for me to do that I probably could have put it in front of an air conditioner or put a fan or to keep it cool um, it just wasn't feasible it, you know I had to buy um, all the disc in bulk I had to buy everything in bulk and I had to sit there manually do everything when I sat there and I figured that shit out I was like this makes no sense like this is stupid this is cool if I'm a rock man and I want to do 50 pieces to bring to the club to sell it there then boom smart real smart but I was trying to mass-produce this thing and ship them out to um you know, and I, I didn't have a shrink wrap. That means I would have to shrink wrap them also. I didn't have that. I didn't have a shrink wrap machine. Never did. Never. That's one thing I never owned. I don't think I did. But anyway, um, so I ended up selling, um, selling that, uh, not selling it, uh, sending it back, uh, the print machine. Got my thirty my $3,500 back. And then I remember from there, um, it, actually what I was working on when I did that was a, uh, an Angel OCG Mega Pack. That's what it was. Where it was uh, uh videos and CDs. And that's what that machine did. It did both uh, DVDs and it did CDs, CDRs. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and it did the label. And what I was doing is I was creating Angels Mega Pack. And when I sent that in, when I sent that back and I got my $3,000 back, I went and ordered, and I think it only cost me two grand. And I got all her stuff done, packaged, sealed. The whole works. It was it was dope. It was dope. Uh, and it, it just and I said I would never do this shit from home again. <laughs> Some people do because they like to do it. It's cool. It wasn't for what I wanted to do. So but anyway, um, yeah, so I was just the reason why I was talking about that was uh, working for independence. Uh, that's how you learn. Um Oh, and what, what got me to that is I had to go on unemployment. I just wanted to see what that shit was about, you know. And when I worked at Metropolitan, um, I had to file for unemployment. But he said that I quit, and I know I was fired. And it was a, it was a blurry line. I collected unemployment for a little while. And then they um, they stopped it. They stopped it because he disputed it. And he won. He won, of course. He was an attorney. He's an attorney, so... But I I had recollected several thousand dollars, so I was actually okay. I was already, you know, making my money. Uh, I was out of that because I I was doing bookings too uh, at the end. Um, But what they did do is they did um, threaten me and said that I would not be able to collect unemployment uh, again unless I pay that back. But that was a long time ago, so I'm wondering. Probably 15 years ago, so I'm wondering. What the deal is? Uh, will they still allow to go through? So I just put it in anyway. Let's see what happens. Um, but it's so crazy because they make you. Um, I might be doing this them because it makes no sense. Like they got me f- um, um, signing up for an employment agency. And they're like, well, you know, what do you do? And they have this. I'm like, hmm, shit. I mean, I've worked solo like my whole life, my whole most of my adult life. Like, what can I do? You know, what else do I do? So I put down for sales and marketing because that was always that's what I do now as an agent. But it's just silly that, you know, like, thank God I don't have to go into this place. I could do everything online <laughs> because that would be crazy shit. You know, angels like, hey, man, you know, you, you might find, you know, they might hire you and and you might like it. I said, I ain't never going to like working for somebody that's never going to like it. She does. She doesn't go for that. She's just fucking with me. But um, she knows me. And uh, but we want to see what happens. Everybody else is filing, everybody I know who's self-employed is like I filed, I filed, I said shit, I'm gonna file too, you know. Because right now, there's nothing coming in. It's all basically reserved. All the deposits that I had coming in for 2020 are all frozen, like everybody stopped everything. So but um but it's cool, you know. I'm right now, I'm I'm not stressing I'll sleep like a baby tonight. So I'll be cool with this. I'm not worried about it. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just, you know. And I think about it. You know, what would I do? What would I do? Like, who would I work for? You know? It's like, it's just strange. It's just strange. I feel honestly. I mean, I'm looking at the qualifications, and uh, some. And I swear, I, I don't mean to brag. I feel like I'm overqualified For most of these jobs I feel that If I fill that stuff out That You know They're gonna be like You know Well You know So you know yeah, I, I know everything I, I know Computers I know it all I could do everything I, there's, I can do everything From graphics To writing I'm a copywriter I can write print I can write copy I can do fly I mean There's not much I can't do I can sell over the phone I can talk I can Build websites I can Produce music I can I can put film I, I, I can do a lot of stuff I just can't fix shit don't ask me to fix shit so of course all that contractor shit that they had there you know painters electricians apprentice man I skipped right over I said oh hell no I am not doing that shit for real I ain't, I'll probably rob a bank before I do any of that shit you know um but that's crazy anyway yeah. anyway so that was my exciting job today uh my my, my day uh and then online uh, with uh with um with santana ton of homework a lot of stuff that we were we were behind because i wasn't hitting the right links and something just my browsers were not opening right it was just a mess and when i finally got through to it i saw this long, i thought we were only like maybe two or three assignments behind now buddy we're like 30 assignments behind so she's been working on this since like this morning (laughs) so she just shut down a little while ago and i told hey you're gonna finish tomorrow you know so but uh (laughs) it's easy though it's all computer shit so it's easy it's all like answering questions on the computer and watch little videos and listen to stories second grade shit so it's not really that nuts but anyway guys listen i appreciate you man thank you again for everything for listening, for checking me out For hanging with me, for liking my stuff, man Um I like the TikToks I like doing them, I'm glad you guys are liking them Uh, I'm kind of hooked on them You know, I have to kind of I have to balance Everything cause I got other things and I catch myself Kind of like Scrolling through the TikToks to see what other people Are doing and I can't <laughs> I can't do that <laughs> You know, so uh <laughs> But uh uh but it's cool it's cool it um it helps me flex my muscle and and i enjoy it so it's like a my little high my little high so and of course the podcast so anyway all right guys i'm gonna go in i appreciate it and uh be cool be safe stay home if you can and until tomorrow good night freestyle